0: Vodka. Vodka, 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 Vodka O'Clock Hey everyone, you are listening to Amber Love from AmberUnmasked.com And this Vodka O'Clock episode is a special episode It was recorded live at Steampunk World's Fair And as with all recordings at conventions I just need to tell you that yeah, there's going to be a ton of background noise that I couldn't do anything about and I hope that you can still hear the speaker clearly. Uh, a lot of times people are simply rude when they're in an audience and talk regardless of the speakers actually you know, still conducting their workshop. So at least in this case, this speaker used a microphone. So I hope that that makes it a bit easier to hear because that wasn't always the case. And if you really appreciate this kind of coverage, don't forget that you can go to patreon.com amberunmasked, and that helps sponsor the show, and it keeps things up and running, like all of the costs involved in podcasting. So one of the things that I took away from this particular lecture, it was about hex breaking and, you know, what uh, people would consider... Warding and defense against spirits. So you know, whatever your beliefs, I you know, you, you might just might want to skip this episode. But for me, I found it very interesting. I even asked a question, and uh, that's because I'm a practicing pagan, like this individual. His name; he goes by the name Star Wolf. And in my research, what I want to say to preface presenting you his lecture is that it's. Uh, I'm not presenting it to intentionally offend anyone but star wolf refers to himself as a shaman and i don't know anything about his ethnicity but he looked very white so and he's from connecticut so i don't know what um you know for all i know he could be whatever tribes were from connecticut i really don't know anything about him personally but i know that it's often considered very offensive for a white person to refer to themselves as a shaman. However, the material that he presents is exactly like any of the other pagan practices that I've been taught, which are, you know, American and um, European based. Um, I want to say like Western American, what I'm referring to as colonial American, Um, you know, things that the Europeans do and um, primarily Things like Celtic and Germanic, so uh, I, you know, I'm not sure really where his entire background comes from, but everything that he says is very similar to things that I've heard from other teachings, and um, so there's definitely some common ground there. And it's kind of like you know, paganism is this big, universal, global blanket term. So whatever people identify with um, is up to them. It's your own spirituality and i just didn't want to uh, you know really worry so much about titles and and things like that but however you know just because i i I wasn't upset by it doesn't mean that somebody else wouldn't be so without further ado i will present you with star wolf and his discussion on hex breaking
1: this is warning, hex breaking, curse turning, and uncrossing, the real defense against the dark arts.
2: The absence pacing
1: is somewhere else, so if you're here for that, I'm sorry, you're no longer.
2: Okay, this is going to be the an
1: overview of the sum total of 40 plus years working in the occult community. I started as a witchlet back in the early 70s at a place in called the Warlock Shop. For those of you who remember it, it later became the Magical Child in Manhattan. Survived the Witch Wars of the early 70s. These days we don't drop uh, fireballs on each other, we just flame each other on the (laughs) internet. But one thing has amazed me, working with other people who work in the metaphysical, psychic, magical community, is how many people don't understand the concept of magical defense. So I am going to start first off with the basic ones. As I've defined this, it's defending yourself, your stuff, and your space. But I'm going to do it in reverse because it's easier to start with how to defend your space. Defending your space is called warding. And if you will excuse me, for a second, I may be sneezing. It's been a long day already. <laughs> uh, warding is basically the idea of defining an energetic barrier around where you live or work. Um, a good example is our house up in Connecticut. Um, the day we bought it, my wife went off to find a locksmith to change the locks. I walked into the basement with some crystals, a sage wand, a thing of sweetgrass, and started immediately smudging and warding the house, at least the interior of the house. First first rule, first you purify, then you ward. How do you purify? Well, I mentioned using sage smoke and burning sweet grass. You can also use sea salt dissolved in water. Um, you can use sound, for example, a Tibetan singing bowl or Tibetan singing bell. It can also be used to dispel, dispel negative energy. Um, a little more esoteric are things like war water or four thieves vinegar, which can be sprayed to, um, to dissipate the energies. Um, Wall water is basically water in which three, nine, or 27 steel nails have been allowed to rust until the water is stanky and orange and nasty, and the nastier it looks, the better it works you put in a spray bottle and you just sort of spray the area you're in. That works on the idea that iron is antithetical to magical energies. Four Thieves vinegar, on the other hand, is a mixture of apple cider vinegar, garlic, rue, rosemary, and in my case, it would be uh, lilac bulbs, or lilac, uh, sorry, lavender flowers, lilacs, of course. Wrong (laughs) one. That's a nice mixture because you put them all together, you in the, in the bottle, and every day for 28 days, the full cycle of the morning. You shake it a few times, repeating, evil may come, but it will not stay. My fourth thieves vinegar drives evil away. That gives you something that is not only good for dissipating negative energies, but mixed with olive oil makes a fairly good salad dressing.
2: <laughs>
1: For those of you who recognize it, I basically have vinegar in which has been marinated herbs de Provence.
2: <laughs>
1: you can also put that in a spray bottle. Sometimes I mix the two of them <coughs> together, in which case you get what I refer to as exorcist in a drum. For those of you who are familiar with the old janitor in a drum. And at that point, taking whatever modality you need to you're using. You start, in my tradition, you start at the north, and you go anti-clockwise. That's from left around. Spraying and visualizing things leaving. It's always banished anti-clockwise, ward clockwise, at least up here in this hemisphere. I don't know what Australian witches do. They may do it the opposite way, but then again they're heading in the middle of winter right now. Once you have banished, then you can also do things like prayers to the archangels. Um, salt and water is a good simple one because very few people are allergic to salt. I know a lot of my friends have asthma, so spraying things or burning things can often trigger an asthma attack and it's the last thing you wanna do. Um, then, once again, starting in the north and going clockwise to the various cardinal points, You invoke the north, and the east, and the south, and the west, finishing again in the north. Now, that's fairly normal, and that would put up a barrier, but that's a relatively flimsy one. Somebody physically crossing it can blow it, so what I tend to do is I tend to anchor them, which is why I started out with, in the north, I placed a quartz crystal, went around to the east, another quartz crystal, it helps that the way our house was set up, the corners of the basement were in the cardinal points. Otherwise, I would have put them up with the house not the foundation. We live in a small Cape Cod. It's relatively easy to do that, that this way. And at that point, once again in the north, using the spirits that I work with, set up the first layer of wars. Several years later, I went, did the same thing going around the outside of the house. And a few years after that, following a certain amount of unpleasantness in the local occult community, I decided to go a little bit further and did the cardinal points of our property. Yes, I do believe in defense in depth. But when I was smudging, first I did the basement, then I did the first floor, then I did the attic, and did the exact same thing when warding the whole place. So we have lots of crystals in our house. There's pounds of them. Okay, that's the first step. That is is warding your space. Protecting yourself, well, that can be a little bit harder because you move around. Um, What I usually suggest for somebody is certain crystals are very good for absorbing negative energy. Um, Smoky quartz is one. That has the advantage that it does not need to be cleansed. Also, the various kyanites. They come in blue, green, and black. These days you can find them polished as gems so you can have yourself a nice kyanite necklace, and yep, you've got your shields. I traditionally, because I come from that neck of the woods, I wear a mixture of amber and jet, which I believe I mentioned in the weird science class. That absorbs negative energy, transforms it to positive, and the harder they hit me, the stronger I get. That's the nice part about it. Amber and Jet looks really good if you happen to be steampunk because Jet is a very traditional Victorian English gemstone. So not only can you be protected, you can be stylish too. Okay.
2: By the way, if anybody has questions, just stick up a hand
1: and I'll answer them as as they come. I love questions. This is half lecture, half um, diagnosis session. Okay. Other things you can, carry or wear to protect yourself. Um, obviously, religion, religious items of whatever religion or spiritual path you're part of, you might notice I'm kind of, I wear a lot. I'm a shaman. We tend to have a lot of necklaces. We also have to, tend to have neck problems.
2: <laughs>
1: you laugh, but right now my neck is killing me. Um, some of these are protective. Some of these are symbolize various allies and friends. Some of them are just, that's what they are. Um, other things you can carry, I mentioned smoky quartz. I mentioned kyanite. Most of the black gems work, so black onyx. Hematite is very good because hematite is an iron-based mineral. And iron-based minerals tend to absorb negative energy. The main problem with hematite is when it reaches a certain level of negative energy, it tends to shatter. Consider that the burnout fuse in your magical defense. If the hematite in your house all starts cracking, it's time to check for wards. Now, the ward that I suggested around the house, that's general purpose, but you also need to defend the various entrances. You all have at least one doorway. You probably have windows those, relatively simple. A um, Couple of iron nails, and the best ones are the old-fashioned square cut nails. You can still find them at like Lowe's or um, Home Depot. They run like a couple of bucks for a pound box, which should be enough to last like, you the rest of your life, or several houses. Um, you put like one over each window. Once again, making use of the boarding properties of iron. That will... Um, Make sure that any negative energy is absorbed and grounded out. Uh, Other things you can use, um, two dogs, which are the dogs that you see sitting in front of some Chinese restaurants. They come in pairs. One is male, one is female. The male one has its Paw on what is referred to as an energy ball the female has her paw on it looks like an energy ball but when you look closer it's actually on a little food dog puppy which is looking up with the please mommy let go look on his face um
2: hmm. questions please yes
0: um i have done uh, I, I normally use candle spells and twice now the glass holders that they were in have shattered and um, in particular on a black candle for banishing. So I was wondering if that's just like a mistake in the glass, a mistake in what I did, or something else.
1: Let's start by assuming it's a mistake in the glass first and foremost, because that is probably the most logical answer. Mistake in what you do, well, you're still here, so you probably didn't make a mistake and mistakes in magic do tend to be self-correcting problems. It may be that you were going up against something bigger than you were ready for, or it just had a little more oomph behind it than you expected. You might also, especially with banishing spells, you might want to basically renew your tools regularly. Um, glass is a weird material. It's chemically, it's the same as quartz crystal, but whereas quartz is silicon dioxide in a crystal matrix, glass is actually a supercooled liquid. It's still flowing, which is why when you go to an old, uh, say, colonial house, if you look, they have the original windows, they're thicker at the bottom than at the top. That's not because they made them that way. It's because over 200 years, the glass has literally flowed down a few millimeters every 20 or 30 years. So it may be the, probably the glass was the fault. Okay. Next question, please. Yes.
2: Um, if you sense a toxic or negative energy maybe from a person, um, can you visualize something other than just wear something, or do you feel like it's relying upon what we wear to protect ourselves?
1: No, you can first and foremost visualize yourself surrounded by a nice, thick, dense aura most common one is white light, but um, whatever color works best for you. So if you can manage to, to visualize a plaid or polka dot aura, I wish you would. would probably be unbeatable.
0: It'd
1: also make people's heads hurt. <laughs> yes?
0: What if a previous owner died in your house? Okay.
1: <coughs> That's banishing. The previous owner, I'm assuming, is still in residence? Well. Or...
2: I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at mm-hmm. which point you
1: would um, either burn rosemary, because rosemary is for banishing ghosts, mm-hmm. or if you have either a very, very powerful smoke detector or somebody in the house with asthma that the smoke would dis- would be a problem with, take rosemary, get some plain drugstore rubbing alcohol, mm-hmm. put it in a jar, Wait till the alcohol turns this dark olive green. Put in a spray bottle and spray the house. Once again, going counterclockwise through each room. That will work just mm. as well as the smoke of rosemary. That's one of the things I use because my wife is asthmatic. I make a lot of, put them out of two tinctures. So I have tincture of sage, tincture of rosemary, tincture of garlic. Mm. These are all made with, as I said, rubbing alcohol because they're not meant to be consumed. If you're making something that somebody is going to eat, um these use grain alcohol because rubbing alcohol is poisonous it just happens that i can buy four gallons of rubbing alcohol for the price of one pint of grain alcohol mm-hmm. so i use it only when i'm making a, a medicinal tincture. okay, okay getting back getting back to banishing um as i said before there are things you can use um i just mentioned essence of sage and essence of rosemary um Another thing, very useful, plain sea salt works, but if you're trying to get rid of something, black sea salt. I know that's traditional in Japan. I've got a friend who lives up in Hokkaido. I send her, for use vinegar. She sends me black sea salt. We have this sort of shamanic um, exchange of equipment program going. Indeed, I should be getting another batch together because she should be shipping me more in the next month or so. But black sea salt works best, um, once again, You can throw it in the area. You can dissolve it in water. Salt dissolved in water releases a mild electrostatic charge, which is sufficient to, as it were, undo most um, basically energy matrices. Other options are the good old-fashioned combination of salt, fire, and silver. Those are the basics, though. And I'm not talking burning the house down, though, that is, of course, an option. There are certain buildings that I think should be torched. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a place out in Oregon that they're going to turn into a condominium that used to be a mental hospital. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be on that crew. There are such things as combat exorcists, but the only people who have them are the Jesuits.
2: And hopefully they call them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's going to be a messy place. That, that's going to be Rose Red all over again. For those of you who saw my favorite Stephen King movie, yes.
3: Look, I have a question. What happens like um, when you have to bottle like very negative, powerful thought forms?
2: Hmm. At
1: that point, I'd stuff it into a quartz crystal. Carry it to the nearest site of running water, whether that's a stream a lake or an ocean and chuck it mm-hmm. as far, far out and as deep as you can. To get in the
3: course, basically, so you just have to visualize it? So it
1: visualize you. yourself stuffing it in, kind of like trying to put a kitten in a sack. Yeah, It no. will fight you. That's also a shamanic exorcism technique, usually done in the middle world, dealing with the spirit of disease or a negative spirit of place.
3: If you know the person that the thought form came from, would vanishing in any way harm the person or no?
1: Well, depending on how tightly connected they are to it. They might have a couple of days of flu like symptoms. They might feel awful, ill, um, slightly in slightly sick, but it'll go away. The human human body is very resilient, as is the human energy system. If you know, this is something they created accidentally, yeah, they'll they'll actually be better for it. If it's something they created on purpose, well, if they end up not feeling good, that should be a good thing. Okay, uh, let's see, I was still at vanishing, so. Um, Other things you can use. One of the most common ones is the old abracadabra spell. Quite simply, you start. it's an inverted triangle. You start at the top writing abracadabra, and each line you go down, removing a letter at each end until you are down to a single letter. That can be carried, it can be written on something. If, you, if you're redoing your house, you can write them on the walls and then paint over them. They still work. Just make sure you don't use something that will bleed through whatever you're painting with. Indeed, if you're thinking about a total renovation, there's a substance created by a company out in California called Advanced Tachyon Technologies. They make what they refer to as fairy dust. That is basically a powdered silica that's been treated to become an energy lens. It's designed to be mixed with paint and painted on the wall so you can literally give your house basically a layer of energetic armor Inside, and if you're willing to buy enough of the stuff that you can do the the paint on the outside. Outside. Now, of course, that means in, in the astral plane your house is going to glow. But for most things, that means stay away. Mm. Um, one of the most common questions I get is, I live in an apartment, which means you have usually have people above you and below you. Now, the warding I first designed, first set up was designed for a house. If you're in an apartment, you have to add. Excuse me, excuse me, you have to add above and below. So as opposed to a circle or a dome, you're creating a sphere that you you live in. That's going to make adding physical work a little bit more difficult. Um, the most common idea would be stick the one for below under a throw rug, you know, tape it to the back side of a rug and put it under that, and the one for above, if you've got a light fixture or a lamp, tuck it in that. Otherwise, find some place up at the top where you can discreetly duct tape it into place. Um, it's, if you can make it small enough, you might even be able to just kind of glue it into place and then paint it over. If you're using small crystals, and you don't need massive crystals. Um, mass means nothing in this sort of thing, so tiny, crisp, tiny, what they call gem point quartz crystals, which could be an, an inch long and maybe an eighth of an inch thick, will work perfectly if you need to be really discreet. Say you're awarding your office or your cubicle. Um, at that point, if, cubicle, if you're allowed to, having bamboo growing in your, you know, the, the stuff you see in the Chinese import stores. The idea of that is bamboo absorbs negative energies and gets rid of it and it they actually, they actually seems to like it. The real trick with bamboo is making sure you water it so it doesn't die on you. Excuse me, I keep checking the last person ran over and because my wife is the next class, I don't want to run over on her. <laughs> um, any more, qu- more questions?
3: Mm-hmm. Yes? I have a question. Um, Dealing with nature spirits, uh, nature spirits, the fey, or things like that. Uh, there's, I know there's, a, there's a good, like indifferent, and then there's malicious. Like, how would you uh, protect against the malicious, but still allow the good to come if they wish?
1: Well, let's start with a little bit of iron. That's one of the defenses because fay, as opposed to alfar, and I'm distinguishing between the two of them. Fay tend to be Celtic, alfar tend to be the Norse. Fey have an allergy to iron. Um, You need a combination. One, you need the iron to ward against the malicious fay. And then once a month at a full moon, you might want to leave some milk and honey out for the good ones. If you've got a yard, you might want to plant like an apple tree or an ash tree or an oak tree. Something that they like. So to draw them and to banish the the negative ones if you can actually manage to find a blackthorn bush and plant it in your yard that's an excellent uh, defense as it's all hawthorn it's the whole old oak and ash and thorn thing things we put in within the first year of buying the house and we made the mistake of putting in a pyrocanthus which has a life a lifespan so i have to replace it um uh, yes um all my-
2: Oh How do you tell?
1: First and foremost, go with your gut. Um, secondly, go with your senses. I had an encounter at a place in Connecticut. Um, I was at a medieval, I'm a member of a medieval society, the SCA, and we were having a 12th night at a middle school that had been built on the site of the old Fairfield Hills Hospital. Now Fairfield Hills was one of the old snake pit style mental institutions. And I wasn't getting much in the way of business,
2: so I kind of
1: pulled out my one of my malas and I started to meditate because there was nobody around. And I'm half into a trance and suddenly I smell garbage. It kind of goes by my front. Okay. And it happens again going in the other direction. It happens again going through back the other way. At this point I opened my eyes because I figured, okay, maybe it's one of the school staff bringing some bags of garbage to be disposed of. No, there's nobody there. That's kind of a low-level evil spirit. It's the psychic equivalent of rats or feral dogs. They feed on negative emotions and given where the them the site it was on, building a middle school is basically putting up an all-you-can-eat salad bar for them. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do anything because I'm not going to go to the principal of a middle school in suburban Connecticut and say, you have, a goat, you have an evil spirit problem. <laughs> All I can say is that I wouldn't want to send a child to that one. So it's kind of go with your instincts. Um, if they start asking for things that are obvious, then start banishing, use the banishment of your choice, whether it's you use the Jewish Kaddish, um, you crack open a non-King James Bible and start reading the, well, King James is wonderful, but it's got so many inaccuracies, you could get killed using it as an exorcism tool, um, and start reading some of the orders of exorcism, Crack open the Necronomicon, I'm talking the Simon edition, and use some of the banishings in the third section. Um, all of those will work. Start burning the sage and piling on the sweetgrass or hmm. going through a couple of pounds of salt. Hmm. Um, other things you can use, if you're in a position where you can't kind of put nails everywhere, iron filings work very well. Indeed, I tend to refer to iron filings as sealy mace. You can carry a small bottle of it with you, and if something decides to get your way, chuck a little handful at it. It's going to burn. It's going to hurt it. I'm not really big on hurting things, because so they do tend to come back nasty or with friends, but if you're in a it's you or them situation. Okay. Um,
2: Uh, First, the lady in the with the goggles. Yes. Um, I have a, I know I have a ghost in my house. He's been very good to me, I guess. But um, is there any way that I can like thank him for not doing anything bad or just let him stay?
1: Well, first and foremost, if he's not giving you any trouble, um, definitely you know let him stay. You might want to leave. Something for him, you know, overnight, you know, say, depending on, you know, depending on who the ghost is, you know. He actually used to live in the house. So you, you know something about him. So whatever, say a little nip of whatever booze he happens to uh, happen to favor in life, leave it out overnight, then then get rid of it afterwards. After he's had the good part. I have a question about kind of like.
3: Like Psychically protecting very young children because they're very open to things and you know they're too young to carry anything Well, putting them mm-hmm. in
1: their mouths and things like that. Um, one option, depending on how old, are, you're talking toddlers, yeah. then what you almost need to do is you kind of need to bury it inside a stuffy. Open up a seam, put the protective item inside, close the seam up, and let the stuffy know that it's now. Guard duty. Hmm.
3: Would that work if I put in a, a special stitch? That would also,
1: that, that would help. That would help a great deal. But you know, start with whatever you're planning on using. Stick it inside. If you want to, get a little rose quartz heart and add that too. I have a Build-A-Bear bear at home that as opposed to the little cloth heart they give you, I put a rose quartz heart
2: in Yes. Um, So I'm an empath and healer, and other people's energies often um, attach
0: to me, and I can feel more than what I really want to a lot of the time, and I I get tired at the end of the day. Um, I'm wondering what you suggest. Okay.
1: Um, Go a nice hot bath, sea salt, Epsom salts, a little bit of uh, essential oil of lavender, soaking it till the bath goes cold, and shower Shower the stuff off and visualize the energy going down with the drain with it. If necessary, use the chant that came out of South Pacific, I'm going to wash that man or that woman yeah. or that energy right out of my hair and send it on its way. Hmm. Yeah. Simple and sometimes funny works very well.
2: Yeah.
1: For example, Pink Latin, if you understand that concept, works very well for spells. Pig Latin is a slang from the forties and late late forties and fifties where you would take the first letter off of a word, put it at the end and add A at it. So pig would be igpe. So it would be Igpe atinbe. And that works very well. Yes? Do hmm. it. First off, ward your space. Keep them out. Secondly, I regularly smudge and purify the area. You might wanna put a quartz crystal under your mattress. Um, That should keep most of them out. If things keep going, just more smudging. At that point, you might want to call the local metaphysical professional and see if there's something that's tying them to the area. I'm, I'm from New England. We've got nasty spirits every 10 or 15 miles. <laughs> it's You cross the <coughs> Hudson River and <it> suddenly <coughs> it goes quiet. Hmm. Yeah. Next question.
2: Yes. Well, then.
1: Hmm. You can put up temporary wards. You can make portable ones. Like yeah. Um, if you really want to get fancy, get yourself some little um, birthday candle-sized um, candle cups. Put a crystal in it so it'll stand upright. Put them in position. And then when you get up in the morning, take them down. What
2: if it's like in the water? So kind of, they
1: you. Put a blanket or a... Um, Something over the mirror, or better yet, put a mirror in front of the mirror. You know, get a little steel uh, camping mirror and, that you can carry with you, and just stick it in front. Tape it to the mirror and untape it in the morning, because that way the housekeeping staff will not uh, look at you like you've gone a second hit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just.
1: At that point, bring a steel mirror and some of the uh, blue painter's tape that comes off without damaging things.
2: Tape
1: it, to tape it to the mirror. Suddenly, it's gonna keep going round and round and round and round and round and round until it gets exhausted and leaves you alone. If it's in your house, just make sure there are there's a mirror facing the other mirror so it's that whole thing where it's an endless corridor of mirrors. And if you really need the mirror, make a cover for it, like a window shade or something. that will. With say a protective symbol on the inside, and at night pull the mirror, pull the uh, pull the shade down. Yeah, you can if you can take it off the wall, smudge it, smudge it, um, cleanse it, wash it with salt and water, spray mm-hmm. it down with fourth and vinegar, pray over it. That should take care of it. I'm rather fond of the uh, shotgun method of dealing with the with the unholy. <laughs> yes. I saw somebody out with
2: another question. Um, yes? Um, is feng shui connected to what
1: you do and you think has merit? <sighs> I'm not sure. My wife dabbled in feng shui for a while and I noticed once she did it, a lot of our... my furby died.
2: <laughs> so I'm not sure. I know it has a certain amount of validity. I think that's
1: one that you really need to be Trained in doing it because I've seen a lot of mistakes from amateur feng shui. But at the same time, we have you know that we have the brass coins in various spots in our house, and we've got a flute over over the door flutes over the doors, and some of the basic stuff. I wouldn't use the Bagua mirror. That, that that's kind of getting into the you don't crack the sacred magic of Abramelin the mage on your first day out in the magical world. Just like the Necronomicon is not a beginner's spell book. Uh, for those of you who don't understand, the Necronomicon is one of the legendary black, black or powerful grimoires of fiction and nonfiction. I teach a class called the Practical Necronomicon. Yes?
3: I have a question about like white versus black magic. Is there really some things that are considered black as in... Evil, or is it all about your intent?
1: Depends at first and foremost depends on your tradition. Um, if you come out of modern Wicca, yeah, there's a lot of things that are considered black magic. If you come out of the old British traditional witchcraft, it's more why you do it. You don't start the fight, but you're allowed to end it. If you come out of sort of the heathenish tradition, like I am. Um, yeah. Once again, you don't start the fight, but you're allowed to. You're allowed to finish your opponent. Thankfully, magical pissing contests aren't as common as they were back like 30 years ago.
2: Most of us have gotten old enough to know better.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes? Um,
2: what about people in our lives that are constant drains? I mean, yeah, uh, psychic not- vampires?
1: <laughs> well, if you can, get them out of your life. Um, oh, at that point, find out why they're doing it. They, some people are just unconscious psychic vampires, in which case, um, Reiki may be able to fix it. Um, letting them know what's going on, you know. Sometimes, it, sometimes you may need to seek out, as it were, your lo- local professional. Sometimes people do that because they're missing pieces of their soul. Uh, at which point. You need a shaman to do a soul retrieval, which is basically journeying out into the spirit world, finding the missing pieces and bringing them back so the person can reintegrate them. Oh, let me explain. Soul fragmentation is its a defense mechanism. Um, when faced with trauma, a lot of times, your spirit will basically, as it were, caps, encapsulate the trauma up in a pe- bit of itself and send it flying out into the spirit world. We, most people can handle one or two of those, but we live in a rather trauma-ridden uh, society, so there's, I've met some people who, there's more hole than there is person. Uh, to give it an anime reference, I think The Hollow from certain animes, that's, that's an example of soul fragmentation taken to the catastrophic level. There's nothing left of the person. But yeah, yes. Um, is that again for
3: restoring?
1: It's called soul retrieval. Um, it's a shamanic technique. Um, there are people I know there are people in New Jersey who do it, I do it, but I live in Connecticut. So I can't I can't do it long distance. Yes. Um, my friend is really it, but she just
2: mm-hmm. so she's always Spiritually,
1: my friend like, you know something is up with her, like it's very, very strong and sometimes it affects us as well. There's probably something attached to her. She probably yeah, has she basically does. a parasite. She does have a parasite. Then I would suggest lots of salad with fourth vinegar, and oil. That's one of the things it's good for, getting rid of magical parasites. A lot of garlic in her diet for a while. If it really gets extreme, a milkshake made out of bentonite clay, psyllium fiber, garlic, and cayenne pepper mixed with um, unfiltered, organic apple cider vinegar. That'll clean her out on more than one level. Yeah. yeah. That's not something you do if you need to go to work the next day. That's a take it Friday night and make no plans for Saturday. But it will clean her out on an energetic level. It will clean her out on a physical
2: level.
1: About ends We've got about um, six, seven more minutes. Um, other techniques of protecting your stuff. Um, ob- there's ob- the obvious ones. The old seal of Solomon from most magical grimoires can be painted or drawn on things. One of a witch's best best friends is his or her Dremel tool. It's very good for cutting right. things in. If you practice rune magic, there's half a dozen runes that are used for ward- warding. Um, the one one you can see on my left forearm here that is algis. That is a protective rune. Yes, it was burned in and then tattooed over, but it's for protection. It's also It also can be drawn on the walls of your house or the windows to keep things out. It's referred to as the river sedge, which is a water grass in England that if you grab it and you mistakenly pull back, you're going to have some bloody fingers. It's one of those grasses with a nice razor edge. Mm. The people who lived in East Anglia tended to plant it around their in the water around their places to keep people out. Waiting through a, a marsh of that to leave you cut the bits. Mm. Um, we said rune magic is very good for that. Um, yes, that can be done. I have no problem with um, if it's somebody who's a problem. I've got a minor kind of gray spell that I've used successfully. You, te- you start with a pill bottle, a piece of brown paper bag paper. You write the person's name on the paper, you put it in the pill bottle, you fill it with water, you stick it in the back of your freezer behind that bag of peas that's been there since you moved in. <laughs> and when you do it, you repeat three times, stay there and freeze for as long as I please. Repeat that three times, and then you shut, the, uh, you shut the freezer and you forget about it. They'll stay frozen out of your life until the water falls. What they did back when we actually, when we had spring coming, I don't know.
0: What's another good technique for the windows without nails? Without nails?
1: Yeah. Um, let's see, without putting nails in them or over them?
2: Yeah, just because they tend to fall, and my dad sometimes walks on them barefoot. Okay.
1: Um, at that point, you might want to get some little pieces of hematite and just kind of get a little bit of blue tack. That's the stuff they use for um, keep things from falling off the shelves. Blue tack it up, there. you can blue tack a nail up there too. Oh. It's one of the reasons why I suggest the square cut nails, they don't roll. Oh, okay.
2: Thank and they're also
1: traditional. I mean, if you want to, you could get really um, fancy and hang nice, bright, shiny, bo- Balls in the windows. Oh yeah,
2: okay. The good old
1: witch ball technique. You don't. If you really want to take it to the, the tradition, you put bent pins and a little bit of your own urine and some vinegar in them before you seal them up. But you can just use the shiny balls too to reflect the light. It's all pretty. And keeps the negative energy out. I've always
2: put crystals by the window,
1: like quartz. Quartz will do it. The main problem with putting quartz in a window is. Sunlight can heat up quartz and quartz when it heats starts to vibrate. If it vibrates and it's got a flaw in it, it'll shatter. And a shattering quartz crystal is kind of counterproductive because it releases a big burst of energy which can say, hi, there's something here. Come investigate. Hmm.
2: Got about uh, six, seven
3: minutes. Yes? How to phrase it? Sometimes I feel haunted and hounded by the trauma of a past intimate
2: relationship that was sad and and felt mm-hmm. that way. And although I ended it and I made different choices, mm-hmm. I still feel that energy around me and in me, and mm-hmm. it's hard to. Uh, it's happening. is a mm-hmm. core connection. Yeah, it,
1: core. it sounds like there's still a connection between you and that person. So I would start. Severing the cords. Yeah, um, are you in any kind of magical tradition? Well
2: my, my ancient uh, past, yes. Okay, you got
1: you got straight you got straga behind you. Okay, that works. Um, at that point, if you don't have anything, just get a kitchen knife and start visualizing the cords being cut mm-hmm. and lots of garlic. <laughs> well we have
2: a problem there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm Irish and Russian, I have no problem with lots of garlic, too. <laughs> um, so yeah, visualize the court. if necessary, get a shaman to do the cutting. Okay. Anything else? Yes? I thought I saw a hand all the way in back. Okay. Well, at that point, Thank you for being here.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening to Star Wolf talking about warding off evil spirits and cleansing your personal space. I think it was a really good lecture. Um, you can stay tuned for more coverage of Steampunk World's Fair and always check out amberunmess.com. I have a lot of written content and photos already posted about Steampunk World's Fair it's uh you know last year it was definitely my favorite convention and i have a feeling this year is going to be exactly the same so uh if you have any questions about it you can always find me on twitter at elizabeth amber you can go to amberunmasked.com for other contact information if you want to contact me some other way and don't forget that you can sponsor the show at patreon.com slash amber thanks for listening